Hi, everyone, and welcome to Another Kind of Wealth podcast with me, Lottie Leaf. I'm the founder of the Jura Society, a platform and private client consultancy focused on crafting a deeper connection between wealth and wellness. We aim to inspire and educate women to take control of their financial future. I have the pleasure of being able to speak with some of the best in the business, and now I get to share this with you. So come on in and join us as we hear all about today's topic. Hello all and welcome to the next of our In Our Conversation series. I'm just going to try and get Natasha in on here. Um, so bear with me. Hopefully it should work. Um, you never know. You never know. But it's gorgeous and sunny outside today. Makes such a difference. I don't know about you, but I'm already a little bit burnt. So making the most of it. Hello. Hi. Oh, there we are. Okay. Now let me figure this out. <laughs> Two seconds, sorry. <sighs> you know when you're just like, oh, I've done this. Oh, here we go. Thank you, Natasha. <laughs> Two minutes now. I think. Oh, there it goes. It worked. There Hi, we guys. go. <laughs> I'm good. I caught what you just said before. Like it really does make everything, everything feels elevated when the sun shows his face. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I cannot see any sunburn on you. So you've done very well. <laughs> it's lighting and makeup. Like that's... <laughs> oh, very good. Well, thank you all for joining us this afternoon. I'm delighted to be here with Natasha. She is a psychologist and education strategist and founder of the Vader Group. So this afternoon we're going to be discussing securing opportunities and building exceptional futures for next-gen wealth. And Natasha is going to explain exactly what that means and how she does it. So Natasha, give us a little bit of background on how you've ended up doing something so unique. Uh, thank you so much for saying so. So how did we get here? My background is um, probably because my background's a little bit out there. So I started uh, my career uh, as a teacher in uh, what was arguably one of London's most um, challenging schools. So I, I mean, really by that, what I mean is it was like the episode of The Wire, but just like forever. Um, and so, yeah, I really got an insight into learning and how children learn and how the teenage brain functions in a real pressure cooker environment. Um, but I had come from a psychology background in, in the sense that that was what I studied. Um, and then along the years, the years passed and I also, I trained as a psychologist and psychotherapist. And so we come to this place where the, the company that I, I have the, the real pleasure and honor of running, the way that we consider children and teenagers and their goal achievement and how they go about reaching their dreams, it goes beyond just thinking about their learning. We do think about their learning, but we also think about how do kids learn? How can we provide a solution which is truly bespoke to uh, the individual child, but also their family? Um, and how can we put ourselves in a, in a situation where our families are primed to win whatever it is that they want to be winning at, rather than let's throw a bog standard tutoring solution at learning situations and hope for the best. And, and so really that's that's where our philosophy also sits. We think of kids as being really unique. And we can see that every child that we work with is very unique in, the, in their mannerisms, in the way that they are, 
uh, in their inheritance, um, both you know genetically and psychologically, as well as from a wealth perspective. And then we bear all of that in mind with every client that we work with. Interesting. And so touching on that, who are your clients and in what ways do you help them? So we've, we've touched on sort of the bigger picture, but say, what's the, the process of, of working with you, with your clients? Yeah, sure. So we really, we pride ourselves on the fact that our approach is very boutique. So anytime we work with a client, um, we really, I think it's, um, it's almost a cliche, isn't it? When people say, especially um, those in the private client world, we say we really take the time to get to know our clients, but we really do. We have um, a proprietary methodology that we use to really understand uh, the psychological blueprint that a child has and that of the family. And then springboarding from there, really we have a 360 degree type solution for the families we work with regarding their children. And so we are able then to uh, look after everything as far as private education is, uh, is involved, everything as far as mental health is concerned, uh, and really all of the ways in which one can come off of the path of good mental health. Anything that might span special educational needs, anything spanning wellness needs, um, and then in the case that they occur, crisis situations for children and teens, and dealing with those kinds of dramas as they occur and really getting involved very quickly to put a child back on the right path. Um, but we're able to do all of those things in an integrated, sophisticated way, which does get uh, really transformational results because of that first part of our process where we do really have a, a, a truly bespoke insight into what's going on behind the eyes of the young person that we're working with and, and indeed the whole family. Yeah, I think that's so important as well, is really understanding the context and the complexities when it comes to families of this type, because it's not as straightforward as it might seem for the everyday child in order to pro proceed to, to achieve what they what they want and what maybe the families want for them as well and uh -huh. so also talking about um you know getting them into the right places at the right time have there been any recent observations that you've seen due to covid perhaps with you know trans um you know trans pan families um yeah, yeah. it's um it's been a wild year, I think, for everyone, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying, but uh, lots of our clients are international and taking advantage of uh, the opportunities for great schooling in the UK and in the US. And so for lots of families, what we saw was the situation of, in the early days anyway, bringing their children home and initially not knowing how long this was going to go on for. Um, and so the things that came out of that primarily, for us anyway, was reacting quickly to make sure that learning opportunities were not lost. And mm. um, there were some schools which I think responded really well to having to go online. And it seemed to have been very binary. There are some schools that responded really, really well. And then there were other schools that just had no idea what they were doing. And it really did take a matter of months before they could provide provisions which were um, commensurate to that which parents were expecting. Mm. Um, and so some kids really thrived, actually. It was a great opportunity for them to come home and be with the family for um, an extended time period, which they don't usually get. Because like you said, with families with complex needs, often like people are in different geographies all of the time. And, it, and it's rare to have a few weeks together where everyone's just on the ground and doing their things, not necessarily vacationing, but just being together in a routine. You know, that 
what we found for other families where it, it was less um from the from the off less optimistic was the need to get good provision in fast some of our clients we sent people to like to go and stay with them on their in their homes on their estates um, and to continue providing in-person learning the the other thing that came up and it was an obvious uh, trend if you like but it was the same i think for, for most families regardless of whether of means or not but i think it became pronounced for clients who didn't often spend all day long with their children um was the the impact on mental health yeah. and i think importantly the fact that the way that our lives changed all of a sudden was that it was no longer really that easy to brush it under the carpet and so the need for uh for, for us as we saw it was the need to react quickly nip situations in the bud where we could where situations had become more advanced provide uh, treatment quickly that would uh, stop things from becoming worse and at the same time working with the entire family because what we found was that often i mean we found this previous to the pandemic also but often when one person in a family is suffering mentally they might be the one person where it's obvious but they're usually not the only person who's holding something within which isn't right and so providing support for the whole family so that everybody was experiencing healing and wholeness together rather than a situation where um, everybody's pains was were being put on one person which is usually you know the teenager in question that's really powerful and i think not a lot of people give a truly family holistic view mm -hmm. on on mental health and and actually when you're stuck in a bubble with your family and if there is an issue it will transmute and it will you know it's like osmosis you kind of you'll be bouncing off the energy of your family members and it could then escalate so i think that's really really impressive that you guys actually look at the unit as a whole and address the issue before it escalates and so we're looking at their mental health we're balancing that out with the pressures that the children are having when they're going through this educational process when they're looking to set goals and, and family goals, it's not necessarily just about the education, is it? What other areas and, and tactics might you use in order for these families to achieve what, what they're looking for? Yeah, um, thank you for asking that question because I, I think people are so used to assuming that the only thing that matters is getting through those exams and getting the strings of A's and getting the top grades and then everything else will fall into place. Mm. Um, and so one thing that I think is really important is that mental health piece. I think a child or a teenager or even a young adult, um, some of our clients, you know, their children are at university stage and they are they're young adults, but um, somebody who is happy and supremely confident, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but I mean in a really healthy way, uh, confident is somebody who's more likely to achieve well. So we start in that place. And we look at, do we have somebody who's happy, confident, free of depression, free of anxiety? And, and terms like depression and anxiety get bandied about quite a lot. But it can be as simple as if you have a child who's nervous about going to school in the mornings, that's like a seed that can grow. And that seed will definitely stop everything else from falling into place. So we look there. Then we're looking at emotional intelligence. I mean, there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot publicly spoken about now where even at, at fortune 500 companies they're saying that we see the people who rise to be leaders are the people who are emotionally intelligent before before being the people who got a first at university so there's that piece um, and then after that we're really looking at leadership potential and developing leadership potential 
lots of our clients, particularly those who um, they are sitting on uh, family businesses, which are of real magnitude, um, and our clients who are royal families and ruling families, um, they're thinking about succession and they're thinking about legacy early on. And we take the perspective that why would you wait until your, your child is 21, 22, 23 to start talking about their capacity to be a leader when you can be raising that within them from a young age and it comes then like second nature, uh, which is something that, that I find our clients really enjoy about our approach. I love that. And I think that actually resonates like a lot with the work that I do with families talking about intergenerational wealth. You know, you're talking about from the mindset and actually that succession planning and the stewardship of, of being pause? able to, to stand up to the challenge. But, but also it, from my side, it's that financial literacy part and the understanding of the onus that they mm -hmm. have, which can be overwhelming. So that's why that needs to link in and be handled so delicately. And actually, the sooner you start, the more time you've got to iron out any, any sort of um, bumps that, that might come along the way, whether it's to do with their, you know, perception of how things should be done or their mental health or, or even that academic understanding of, of what is required. And I think that is so powerful. Now, we had a question pop up um, saying, from what age do you start? Do you have sort of um, intakes or, or how, how does that work? Yeah, so um, I love this question because um, what I tend to find is that uh, in London and New York, nobody gasps, but everywhere else people do. So we can work with a, a family from as young as pregnancy stage. Um, <laughs> which it sounds, it sounds like I said, for anyone who's outside of like the, the major metropolis cities like London and New York, it can sound really extreme. But actually, if you're thinking that you want your child to go to a preschool, which is competitive, mm -hmm. you do yourself a favor by starting to have the conversation early on about what your plan's going to be. So yeah, we, can, we start work with families really uh, as early as is possible. Um, and then likewise, we can have conversations with clients whose, whose children are at that primary age, prep school age, and they're already thinking about their long-term goal of where university is going to be. And like you said about that next gen piece, you know, what they'll be inheriting and what they'll be stewarding. Um, and they're thinking long-term about how they set their children up right for that. Um, so we have clients come to us in, a, like I said, in that like, crisis type situation where they're coming to us when something's gone wrong and then there's, we need to step in straight away and make change immediately. And then we have other clients who uh, can make the really sensible move of coming to us early on when they want to put a plan and a strategy into place. So it's never too early, but it, it's simultaneously never too late. Yeah. No, and I think as, as you, and it goes right back to what you said right at the beginning is that it's all tailored specifically to the client. So, right. it, you know, they come to you with their, you know, crisis or with their, you know, their need and, and you will just work around them. And I think that's so important. Um, and so what I think is useful now is what are your top three tips that you would give to any parent at the moment who is looking to get the best for their child at whatever stage they're at yeah oh great question the first thing and, and i harp on a little bit about it but i think having a strategy and having a plan in place is really important um, don't fall into the don't fall into the trap of thinking everybody's tutoring 
and maybe other people have got coaches and and mentors and that will be enough because everyone's doing it those things are tactics they're not a they're not a strategy and it's very possible that you can do the tactical thing all day long and then when it gets to d-day it hasn't got you to where you need it to be because like all things in life you do better with a plan um, the second thing I would say is that if you think there's a problem that you're playing with, I say problem, quote unquote, because it doesn't have to be. But for example, uh, you can see uh, things that don't feel right or seem right to you from either a learning perspective and you're wondering if there's a special need there um, or a mental health perspective. Don't take the perspective of sweeping it under the rug and letting some, uh, letting some time pass and hoping it will sort itself out that almost never works. Um, whether it's us or it's somebody else, you go to make a move around speaking to somebody so you can nip the issue in the bud rather than letting it, like I said before, about growing seeds and, and starting to sprout. Um, and then the third piece that I would say is, hmm, third piece I would say is, I think it's really important to let your children be co-creators in the futures that they're creating. Mm. Um, but sometimes uh, I'll hear parents say things like, well, I don't want to override their wishes. Uh, I don't want to, you know, or like they have an opinion and I want their, you know, I want them to know that their opinion matters. And so then therefore they let their child be in the driver's seat. And I think it's great to give kids autonomy. And I think it's really important because a child with autonomy will grow up to be an adult who's confident of their ability to make good decisions, but your child is still a child. And so I think it's really important that there be an, uh, an atmosphere of you both being in the driver's seat together. And I also think yeah, that will yeah. And I also think that contributes to having a great relationship with your child outside of the big conversations around learning and health and, and all of the big things we do in the world, just on a day-to-day -day perspective. I, I think that sets you up for a, a healthy foundation also. Mm, and absolutely. Yeah. We've got a little comment here saying boundaries. Um, and I think that's so important because the real world is not open for all and you will have hurdles to cross whether it's professionally with personal mm -hmm. relationships you have to be able to navigate those successfully without causing too much damage and i think that has to start really early on with the work that you're doing it's so important to get yeah. a well-rounded individual as, as you would call it um yeah and young and getting everybody on on side yeah yeah a hundred percent and it's, it's funny because it's those things that as adults, and my sense is that lots of the, the women in the Dura circle are this kind of adult, high performing, in charge of lots of things, what they do matters, the decisions they make matter. And at that level, at this age, we know all of these things to be true. And yet for some reason in the common discourse, for most people, that conversation is not being addressed at the child and teen level. But of course, yeah, if, you, if you've got these things down, as a child or teen, you're more likely to be an adult who doesn't need support in those things. Yeah, I completely agree. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Now, thank um, you. we're coming to time, but I mean, you totally, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about where this is going to lead with all of the projects that you're going to be having when the world is going to be opening up even further as well. Yeah. Um, and so just before you go, can you just tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, of course. So if you head over to, um, thevedagroup.com uh, there's our website 
if you look at the right the right hand of your screen there'll be a contact us button if you want to get in touch um, and if you want to say that you came via the conversation that you and I have had today um, quoting Lottie I'll make sure that you're looked after oh, well thank you thank you so so much Natasha and I hope you go out and enjoy the rest of the lovely sunny afternoon and I look forward to seeing you very soon no you too thank you so much thank you see you later See you, bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as we did. If you can think of anybody else who would benefit from listening too, please share it with them using the social media buttons on this page. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes too. For further resources, make sure you're following us on Instagram at the Jura Society. And don't forget to sign up to our quarterly newsletter, The Wealth and Wellness Edit, where you'll be the first to gain access to our in-person talks, events, and much, much more. Until next time, see you later. Bye-bye.